are now in the mix with your number one DJ, DJ Reminisce. Welcome to Desi Beats. I'm your host DJ Reminis. I'm with the one little Tonupiyad, but it's Sasriyakal. Namaste, Te Salam, and welcome to the Pangra Podcast of the Ages. We got an action-packed show for you today. Very, very special guest in the house. I got a good friend of mine, world-renowned producer DJ Intense, will be in the house, and we'll be talking to him shortly. But before that, let's get to new music. This is the hot record of the week. Brand new from Ange Music and Sarb Smooth. This is, uh, th- you know what, this song, I, re- I really like this song. It's it's fashionable music. My biggest complaint with music nowadays is so backwards and so old. But I'll tell you, this song is straight up there with great fashionable dissy hip-hop music. It's almost got that Drake feel to it, which is kind of cool. Uh, this, uh, once again, this is uh, Manage Music, Star Smooth. The track is called uh, Don't Do It, right here on DC Beats. Stay tuned once again. We got an action packed show and keep it locked. Hot record of the week. Manage Music, Star Smooth. Don't do it right here on DC Beats. Yeah. I'm amused but not impressed I must digress Had much higher hopes for you yet But it seems like you become stressed So I've got to move to the next Let's go Yeah, karna hum sikla Jitu badala ni fir pulja Minu shad de mera picha Tutti gaya sada rishta You 
won't even be missed for a second I can guarantee yeah. that should've listened to what I was saying But you didn't see it Oh, look at the eyes of 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 the Don't take it personal, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you already know. It's Smidge Music. Sarp Smooths. Yeah, yeah. ਨਾਲ 
पिछे बैठी पतली जिनार होवे बुलेट दे पिछे बैठी पतली जिनार होवे
ਹੁਣ ਤੇਰੇ ਪਿੱਛੇ ਆਵੇ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਦੀ ਬਿਚੇਨ ਨਾਲ ਮੁੰਦਰੀ ਪਵਾ ਕੇ ਕੱਲ ਕੱਲ ਮੁੰਡਾ ਹੁਣ ਤੇਰੇ ਪਿੱਛੇ ਆਵੇ ਫੈਸ਼ਨ ਬਣਾਵੇ ਨਾਲ ਕੁੜੀਆਂ ਪਟਾਵੇ ਪਰ ਕੁੜੀ ਤੇਰੇ ਹੌਸਲੇ ਦਾ ਜਾਦੂ ਓ ਬੇਬੀ ਤੇਰੇ ਲੱਕ ਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਜਾਦੂ ਓ ਕੁੜੀ ਕੋਣ ਨੱਚਦੀ ਜੇ ਤਾਂ ਆਪਣੇ ਫਿਕਰ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਬਾਦੂ ਓ ਕੁੜੀ ਕੋਣ ਨੱਚਦੀ ਹੁਣ ਕਿਹਦੇ ਕਰ ਦਿਲ ਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਕਾਂਦੂ ਓ ਕੁੜੀ ਕੋਣ ਨੱਚਦੀ This is Desi Beats. In the studios, we got DJ Intense. How's it going, everybody? What's happening, my man? How you doing, bro? Uh, thanks for coming out, man. Taking the time out. I know you got a busy schedule, so really yeah, appreciate man. it. Any time for you, bro. Yes. <laughs> we, you know what? This is a long time coming. Uh, DJ Intense in the studios. Those of you though, that don't know or heard of Intense, um, he's rapping the 604 Worldwide Hits. Spent a lot of time in India recently, which we're going to talk about. Yep. But before uh, we talk about all that stuff, man, for those people that you know, were sleeping and don't know who you are, we can give kind of like a quick uh, 
synopsis of you, you know, where you're from and kind of like how you got started. My name is DJ Intense. I live in Surrey, British Columbia. I was born in New West, Minster, British Columbia, and <laughs> moved to Surrey when I was six months old and said I've been living here since then. Um, I've been doing music since, well, I can, I've been actually working with music since about 11, played, started playing Dol, then went on to DJing when I was 13, doing little remixes from there, branched off, started doing production, built my name up. Here I am. How'd you, how'd you get into the music scene? Was it through Dol or something you want, like, um, or did you always know this is what you wanted to do? I always, I think I always had a little passion for music. It was always kind of family pushed too. I had, like a, I had a couple older cousins that always loved music. One of my other older cousins was a DJ. And then I always wanted to be DJ. The other cousins were toll players, so I wanted to be a toll player. So yeah. I kind of incorporated both their, uh, both their um, niches and uh, came out and did my own thing. And uh, neither of them do, do either or, and I still do both, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so was the toll came first then? Yeah, toll came first. Yeah. Okay, and then, so then, wh- how'd you get into the, uh, I guess the remixes came first? Like yeah, that, it was all remixes. Was DJing first? Remixes first. Okay, cool. I was about 12, I downloaded some software on my uh, shitty little Mac computer I had back then, <laughs> um, and just started fooling around, and back then we had MSN Messenger and stuff like that, oh so I had all my... Yeah, so like when I was in high school, I just sent it up to my friends and uh, they liked it. They would send it to their friends from other schools and before I knew it, people started liking, hearing about me, started knowing about me and uh, just continued on, right? With, yeah. good, with good response, you're going to keep going, right? Yeah, so, no, of course, yeah. I mean, we, you, I'm sure you hear, I mean, I hear your mixes when I go to events <laughs> and stuff. I mean, how does that make you feel? Feels good. You know, you know I can't complain. Um, at the end of the day, I can't go to a single function, whether it be a wedding reception or whatever. Where I don't hear one of my songs. Yeah. Right? Whether it be one of the remixes or one of the original stuff. You usually know, you always hear Lonnie Up and Leon. Or you're like, you know, you said your favorite, Don Vejania. Oh, I love that song, man. <laughs> I love that remix. It's just, you know what? The song is already like happy, joy, joy. Yeah. And then you put that Bob Sinclair on top and it's just like, it just, it was a perfect fit. I realize a lot of songs, all these older tunes nowadays, they need a little bit of a revamp. And yeah. you know, people, every time you hear one of those old school songs when you're dancing on a dance floor, it just brings back that feeling from when you're yeah. younger. And then when you fe- hear that, like, you know, remix with it and stuff like that, it just adds on to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets it, gets it popping. Yeah, I know what you I mean. Exactly. How, how did your, um, how'd your parents feel about you getting the music game? Um, typically like, you know, like myself and... A lot of us in our generation, we got beat up pretty bad, bro. Yeah, you know, um, initially my parents didn't really think it was anything, right? They just saw me sitting in front of a computer all day and they thought I was wasting my time, wasn't doing my schoolwork and (laughs) cutting classes, etc., etc. But as time progressed, um, you know, my mom, she worked as a makeup artist and stuff like that. And, you know, girls would come and get their makeup done for grad yep. and stuff. And she'd always ask, oh, you ever heard, you know, my son, Neil, blah, 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 blah. They're like, no, what, you, do you know DJ Intense? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. we know DJ Intense. We love his stuff. And yep. I think that's when they're like, okay, this guy's getting a good response. He must be doing something right. Yeah. So um, after that, actually, you know, my parents were supporting me so much to the point where they asked me, what can you do with this? And they put me to school. Yep. So I actually went uh, to school in uh, New West at a school called Stylus College where I got my diploma in sound engineering. Cool. I, I, you know what? I didn't I didn't know that. You That's didn't awesome. know that? Yeah, no. There you go. Yeah, I actually got awesome. educated. I was actually educated. No, it's good. I mean, I, right. I, I, I did mine too. A lot of people yeah. don't know in, in live. But back then when we did it was live. Like, yeah. I don't know. So... That's cool, man. I mean, do you recommend it? Um, in some sense, it depends on what you're going to do. 
uh, what I actually learned there was like indie rock was what I was working with out there, yeah. right? So it really, you know, if you're trying to get into hip hop or you're trying to get into pangra, it's not exactly ideal, but you do learn a lot, right? Yeah. I would say I maybe use maybe 30% of the stuff that I learned as opposed to the other 70% is yep. just kind of sitting there, right? Yeah, fair enough, yeah. But it's it's a cool experience. It's good to know, right? At least you know that much, that you yeah. know all that stuff, right? So Yeah, yeah. so... Um, How'd you get into DJing then? Was it through the reference of your mom while she was doing the DJing? Well, DJing, well, DJing. I just what what had happened was um, I was about thirteen and uh, I had gone to a party in Richmond. I think it was Richmond Banco Hall. I don't know if it even exists anymore. And um, I saw I saw jazz. Remember Jazz Cooner? Yeah, yeah, Diamond, yeah. Diamond yeah. Productions. Diamond Productions. Yeah. So uh, my mom guys actually knew him from before, and she goes, "Well, he does his music stuff and whatever. Give him a job." And yeah. He, and I was I was. I was gung ho. I was like wicked. I was like, I had to do this, right? So yeah. he took me under my under his wing. He taught me, showed me the ropes, kind of showed me how to DJ, how to use the systems, and from there I just kept going, right? And then uh, and then you know Andy, Andy took me on and yeah. worked worked at Ravi with them. Andy's good, man. He's yeah. helped a lot of. He pushed me. He pushed, he pushed me hard. Like at that time when I started at Ravi, I think Red FM had opened around that time as well. Right. Okay. So he was doing Punjabi takeover with Nick. Oh, this is way yeah, back. This is, this yeah. is way back. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think I was like sixteen or seventeen, and he was playing my mixes on the air back then. I don't know if he was allowed to do it, but he was doing it, right? And <laughs> we all he, did it. Bro. Yeah, we he, all did. He gave me a lot of support there. Yeah. And even to the point where he brought me on air. You know, seventeen years old. Yeah. He did an interview with me. Nick guys asked me all these questions. I know Nick for years as well when he yep. first came here from England, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just the support and stuff like that. And yeah, that's how DJing started for me. Yeah. So obviously, I, I mean, we go back a minute too. So I know yeah, you, oh, you, did, you did the wedding circuit as well. Went hard at that. And then still uh, going hard. Oh, okay. You're you're still. I still I still I still DJ yeah, um, here and there. Um, I honestly I enjoy doing weddings, right? Yep. Overdoing weddings, it's kind of annoyance. Obviously, we know if you do too many, yeah. you start getting frustrated. But um, yeah, I enjoy doing them. So you're at the point where you can pick and choose, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool spot to be. Yeah, in. it feels nice. Yeah. So from there, you get into production, and um, you know, we start with the remix. I started the remixes, yep. and then so how at what point did you know that you know production is where I want to kind of well, what be at and kind of perfect now what happened was when i was doing my remixes and stuff i was fooling around with like fruit loops yep. and like uh, other little beat making programs and so what i would do is i'd make my remix uh instead of just throwing an instrumental track and a punjabi track whatever together i would take little drum loops I'd construct myself in fruit loops play a little you know bass line on the keyboard and whatever and um as i kept going I'd, I'd i'd get a little more sophisticated with it and my remixes started sounding less like remixes and more like productions yeah so then i went and furthered myself from there and started looking at trying to get some vocalists and uh, i think the first guy i worked with properly and did a track i released was with gritesh where we did a dilangdi i think I yeah remember, that yeah, was a good song that. man yeah that was so a that nice was, mellow vibe it, yeah. it, it worked out it was a, it was a just threw it out there see what would happen got a good response and uh, from there it just went hard yeah no that's good man so you so you you've always kind of new keys or you kind of learned um i just uh i just taught myself a little yeah, bit self -taught, right? yeah. just by by ear and stuff i guess you could say i have a pretty decent ear as i taught myself tool as well right so oh, when cool. I played, so okay. i taught myself 
And I guess, yeah, just from ear, even as DJing, when I first went to DJ, I swear to God, the first day I ever DJed, I beat matched. Did you? With CDs. I, I'm, not even, I'm not even tooting my own horn. I knew how to beat match right away. I wish you, well, you could tell us what the secret was. It took me about, well, man, about 13, 14 gigs before I figured that out. I, th- I think it was a more the rhythm thing. I understand because yeah. I was playing Toll. I knew what kind of, what, 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 yeah. what right? What beats yeah. what. So I knew kind of, I understood how the pitch shifting worked and stuff yeah. like that and making, making beats match, it, right? It's true. It's all rhythm. If you have rhythm, then, rhythm. You, yeah, no, that's cool man so let's talk about your production um i've got your first i think for me one of your iconic tracks i've got loaning up and the acute up right. um i'm gonna be honest with you matt when i when i heard this track i was like this is straight west coast absolutely love the vibe the beginning and the intro was just it just you know it's just mesmerizing so before i play the track can you talk about kind of like the track how it came about and- well loaning up and the first off yeah it's i love the west coast vibe everything most of the music i listen to is hip-hop right and most of it is the west coast right yep. you know from like spice one tupac etc etc yep, yep. you know all the guys you can you you can hear the influence guys 100 and uh loaning up and the uh, um it was a joke it was just a joke that came about between me my, my couple of cousins that i was talking about before and uh jupe the singer and uh the story goes as this um we were coming back from seattle from a seahawks game the next day and uh we were pretty hungover um, myself, my two cousins, we all had our glasses on, shades, and uh, Jupe goes to my cousin, he's like, Yo, what's up with you uh, Surrey Jacks and your black ass shades, right? <laughs> and he's, he's American, he's from Seattle, so he's, he's taught as an American, he's like, what's up with you fucking Surrey Jacks and your black ass shades? And we're like, my cousin goes to him, he's like, Yeah. And just, I don't know what triggered Jupe's head, he just started going, There you go. And I was like, you know, my light bulb, the light bulb kind of went on for a second. And I'm like, keep going, right? And all of a sudden, my cousin, I don't know where the hell he came up with this shit, right? I've never heard him come up with lines like that. No way, it's yeah, he, cousin. He, and my cousin, he's the one who came up with that. And That's then Joop just goes, <laughs> And it was, it was magic. That line was created. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I was like, don't forget this. We're going to go back to the studio. We're going to record yeah. this line. And that's where it began. And then from there... We actually didn't finish the song till like about a year later, and it was funny how we finished it off. As we were all together, a bunch of friends, and just in a circle, hanging out, and um, everybody started dropping random lines, and we just constructed That's it all awesome. together. And before you knew it, now we got what we have is Lonia Pendia that you hear at every party. You know what? I'm because you could it could have gone two ways. It could have gone a bungada banger, which it was. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? People are gonna hate me for this. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad you did the video the way you did the video because Thank it was you. a straight party record with a party video yeah. I'm glad there's no like again I don't care if you're gonna hate but I'm glad there's no like you know like doles and shit and whatever I, 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 I meant to keep that I meant to keep that video as real as possible to tell you the truth like how what it was what was going on in that video maybe besides those white girls or whatever that was dancing in there whatever, no, no, no racism but that's that's how we hang out you know everybody goes hangs out at the parks go shoot ball or whatever right yep. or we'll go back to a buddy's place have some barbecue yep. you know party have some drinks that's normal that's what we do right yep. so I think that was and because it is a Surrey Anthem is what most people would say. Yeah. Um, I think that was the best way to represent what we do. Yeah, no, 100%, man. We got it right. queued up. This is Lori Up in the uh, I, I, definitely iconic track for Ada coming out of the 604. Uh, this is Desi Beats with DJ Intense, his track, Lori Up in the Lonely Up in the 
ਲਾਉਣੀਆਂ ਪੈਂਦੀਆਂ this beats we got dj intense in the house man i love that record absolutely love that record thanks bro appreciate it man. yeah man it's uh it's cool knowing you know that you know you got fam doing some big things speaking of big things um let's talk about uh india i know we always joke around about it and how much 
you know it's it's uh, it's a different beast it's a completely um, different beast so how did that uh, come like i remember all i remember is talking to you mm-hmm. you know when our chats and stuff and then it's like yeah i'm going to india next week and then then you were gone for like six yeah, months or something yeah so all, my, all my all my india trips that i went on were just kind of like i don't know where right i just yep. wanted to go to my parents like hey i'm going to india in a couple of days it's like what yeah. Right, <laughs> but um, no, India was amazing, man. Um, I made a lot of connects out there. I did a lot of things out there. Um, I accomplished um things I never thought I'd ever accomplish in my life. But how, what was the process of getting there? Like, did you did you just go there and work well, this out? Or this is this is this or? is how it kind of started well, with yeah. with India with me. Um, I actually went to India the first time, 2010, but that was a family vacation. That was the first time I actually saw what India was. Yep. And I loved it, right? My family's a little bit traumatized about me going, but, you know, besides that, I yeah. went and I enjoyed and I took care of myself. Yeah. 2012 was when I went back again, and um, I went there with a project I was working on with the, the company, IMM Entertainment. And so we'd come up with this album called IMM The Album. Yep. And we went out there for the sole purpose of promoting that album. Okay. Going to go lock in a distribution deal with the company out there and get our stuff promoted. And so uh, that's what we went out there to do. And so in doing that, we went out there and uh, the other, my friend that was working with me then, uh, still working with me is a Teflon Don. He was working with Honey Singh and, uh, you know, we built up some connects out there. So when I had initially, right when I got there, right from the airport, we got picked up by J-Star, right? I'm like... Yeah. Okay. I'm like, and this is when he's just getting coming hot, hot off Gabru. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. I'm like, okay, this is cool, right? Yeah. So he picks us up, and we hang out. We hang out and do that. And anyways, so going on, we go to go get a go to do a distribution deal to talk to companies. Ended up working with Universal. Yeah. Universal then um, made a track on my album called Ika in the club with Ika. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that track. Yeah. So Universal really really liked that track, and uh, that track ended up getting pushed for a movie. Oh, cool. So as it got pushed for a movie, we went from being in Delhi sides, which we were the whole time, and we took off to Mumbai. Yeah. And Mumbai was where the fun stuff was happening. Um, it is. It's buzzing, isn't it? It's uh, you know, it's amazing what what opportunities you can get out in Mumbai if you're out there, right? For any musician, I encourage you to go. You know, people say, "Why don't we get anything here?" Because you're not where everything is. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you got to be yeah. where where the action's happening, and. Um, yeah, so from there, we got that song got launched in a movie called Tamanche. Uh, it was promoted by Salman Khan, which was something that was, I never thought, like I said, never thought would happen. Um, then I got, you know, I met Mika Singh. Mika Singh sort of worked yeah. with me. Yeah, I've seen uh, the pictures and stuff. Yeah, I know we, you we, talked about it and stuff. We, we rocked out in the studio there. Uh, we did about five, five or six tracks in his uh, studio for his movie that he had released. It was in September called Balwinder Singh Famous, I guess. So I did that. Um, and now I got a few other uh, big things happening. I got some stuff with Sunny Leone. No way! Yeah, I got a, I got a couple uh, tracks coming out in a new movie with her. Cool, man. And um, all the guys are just hating right now. Hey, I actually will. One of the tracks that I did with Mika was called "Shake That Booty." Yeah, um, <laughs> that has Sunny Leone with it as well. And um, but uh, this is actually for her own films that I'm working on. I've done a, done a couple tracks for those. And uh, yeah, you know just, what? Um, Let's talk about the Diljeet record that you did for MTV. It was MTV, right? Yes. So Diljeet was another man I met on uh, Bombay. And uh, how I met Diljeet was kind of funny. 
um, I was with Ikka and we went to go watch Punjab 1984. This is like when Diljit was coming straight hot off 1984. It was crazy. I remember while we were out there and all these people were watching it and, and it was huge in Bombay especially. It was, it was kind of weird. Normally Punjabi movies don't do well out there. And I remember hearing about Mahesh Bhakt and all these guys like praising the movie, how good it was. And I watched it and I was amazed. I was like, wow. I was like, I always see Diljit as this clown. Yeah. Guys, right? Yeah. And he's had a, he played it. He still had some clown parts in there as well, but he played a very serious role. But anyways, after we watched that movie, just out of nowhere, he decides that he's going to call Ikka. And so I'm saying, and Ikka's like, you're not going to believe who's calling me. And I was like, it's Diljit on the phone, right? I'm like, I'm like how bizarre is that? Right? We just awesome. watched this movie. Talk about timing. Yeah, so he's like, yeah. He, and uh, Ikka has written stuff for Diljit in the past. Uh, he's done like Sweet Two and stuff like that. Oh, no way. Yeah, he okay. wrote Sweet Two. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, he's yeah. very talented. And uh, so we go that night to go meet Diljit at his hotel. Um, you know, first I met him a couple times here, but with nothing really serious. And then... I met him there in the hotel, played him some beats, and he goes to me, and he's like, where the hell did you pop out of, right? I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm from Vancouver, I'm sorry, right? He's like, no, you're not. He's like, who? there's no good music producers out of Vancouver, sorry, right? No offense, no offense to anybody, I'm not saying this is, this is Diljeet's words, okay? Not mine. Not mine, not mine, not mine words, okay? So no hate on anybody. I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I'm like, that's a, I appreciate you saying that, but you know, like, there, I'm like, here I am. Yeah. So we vibed out and then uh, he's like, okay, he's like, let's head to the studio. So the next day I took him over to Mika's studio. Mika, being a good friend of mine, lent me his studio whenever he wasn't there. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, we spent a few nights together um, at the studio and we came up with about four songs. And of those four songs, one was this thing is so stylish. Yeah. Um, this thing is so stylish was initially supposed to be a record. I think he was going to do a Shinda. Okay. I think, you know, they did the Singhnal Jodi or whatever, but yeah. I think Sing is so stylish supposed to be a Shinda. But um, I had played uh, those brass chords on the keyboard. And yeah, you played like, Bay Area stuff on that. It yeah, was, it that's was, that's exactly what it was. It yeah, was like a Southern yeah, Bay Area yeah, it kind was, of vibe. It was I cool, played those man. chords and he's just yeah. like, this is the Sing is so stylish right here. This is what yeah. we're doing. Fucking we banged it out, did, did the track. And um, we had a couple options. It was either going to go for a movie that we were looking at gonna put it on or it was gonna go for mtv and because mtv had contacted them they wanted to do this uh spoken word thing yeah like honey singh had previously <clears throat> done it uh manage uh manage music whatever he did it yeah jazzy too now right yeah, jazzy did yeah. it as well yeah and i think for you that was a that was a that was wicked a, format it was a I, that was probably one of the biggest things that happened for me right because yeah. you know I, didn't, I think a lot of music producers out there would die to work with the g thing you know now i can go and i can call them on my phone at any yeah. time like, okay, yeah. <laughs> banda, right? you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and um so we banged that out that came out we got a great response and you know i dropped my flavor from here onto there he respected it and i respect him for that because he gave me an opportunity as opposed to some guys that would never even look at yeah question, for sure you know man. i mean and, for sure uh, it was cool man yeah no that's awesome so we got uh sing so stylish queued up I, I like this song a lot i mm -hmm. think you know it's I, i'm a hip-hop guy so it's straight hip-hop for me and it's a great record man honestly yeah, great you record. know if you took bill g's vocals off on there you could probably throw ti and gz on there no yeah, problem i don't some, think it would make a difference throw right? some kid ink on there be <laughs> yeah 100 awesome. man. yeah man we got dj intensive studios man um yeah hit us up and uh keep it locked this is sing so stylish with diljeet right here on this beats Chick, turban, chick, Rolex, chick, Dolce Gabbana, chick, Kara, chick, 
German chick, Rolex chick, Dolce Gabbana chick, Gala chick, German chick, Rolex chick, Dolce Gabbana chick, Gala chick, German chick, Rolex chick. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish, stylish. This thing is so stylish. Superstar Kalan This thing is so stylish Stylish This thing is so stylish Stylish This thing is so stylish Stylish This thing is so stylish This thing is so stylish 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 Yeah Bum say he much to me swag When I swag it then I say it Welcome back to the show. This is Dissy Beats with DJ Reminisce, and I've got DJ Intense in the studio, yo, man. Yo, So, funny thing. Um, you've heard the <laughs> shit. <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> You've heard the show and um, you already know what this means. On my show, I do a full cheap one. Cheap ones. Full cheap ones. You don't, you know, I don't need to explain this to you. So if you can, for our beautiful listeners out there, some funny cheap one or something that you may remember, something, you know, just off the top mm, of your head. My life is a big fucking cheap one. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> cheap ones all day on me man every day <laughs> um i guess since we were talking about india before i'll give you a india cheap one sweet um this is uh this is a pretty interesting story i was with uh, mika we were at the mirchi music awards last year i can't believe it's already been a year since the mirchi music awards just happened again right now oh yeah about time flies Anyway, so this is last year's Mirchi music awards i was with mika watching his stuff go down blah 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 blah, blah there and um we uh we're about to leave and i'm about to jump into my vehicle with uh, some friends there and mika calls me he's like where are you going he's like come over here <laughs> i'm like okay and uh so he's like you're jumping in with me and so it was mika his uh manager and his two uh i guess driver bodyguard whatever you want to call them and uh I'm thinking to myself, they throw me in the middle of the sea, we're in a Range Rover, and I'm like, oh shit, right? I'm thinking to myself, I've only known this guy for a week, and I just did all these songs for him, what the fuck's about to happen right now, right? I'm like, I'm tripping, I'm tripping balls at this I ain't paying this guy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't got paid or nothing at this point, or nothing. I'm just like, shit, I'm like, this guy's like, you know, you know, Mika's Mika, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, where is you guys taking me? What's about to happen? I'm shitting my pants. Yeah. And so uh, we're driving and we're driving towards uh, a Bandra area and Bandra area is kind of where a few of these stars and stuff live. And uh, we pull up to this house and it looks like the White House, you know, like as literally the White House, like the White House. Oh, and, wow. um, so some big, some big, big pad. yeah, big pad is a big yeah. palace looking place. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this looks pretty sweet. And uh, all of a sudden we pull up to these like castle, big, big ass castle freaking gates and uh paparazzi just comes and pops up out of nowhere and surrounds the vehicle i'm like fuck i'm like this is sweet hey i've never seen paparazzi like this before and um they start going uh mika 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 ji uh what is the relationship between you and shahrukh khan why did you give your hummer to shahrukh khan and i'm like shahrukh khan what the fuck right yeah. and so i guess that week what happened was shahrukh khan had told mika that hey i want to give you a gift and Mika's like, okay, well, in order for you to take a, I'm going to take your gift, you got to take my Hummer. That's got a big kanda on the back and you got to drive it around for a week in yeah. Bombay. So that was the deal they had. So anyways, I realized that we pulled up to Shah Rukh Khan's house. No way. Shah Rukh Khan's house. Yeah, we pulled up to Shah Rukh Khan's wow. house. And I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And so we pulled in and I, I don't watch much Bollywood. I don't really care for Bollywood, but you know, Shah Rukh Khan is Shah Rukh Khan at yeah, the end of the day, right? He's Anybody, as big as it gets. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's as big as it gets. Everybody knows who Shah Rukh Khan is. So we pull up, we jump out of the vehicle and myself, Mika and his manager, we walk up to the doors and it's like a hotel when you walk in, they got like a lobby and some guys sitting at your front desk, like go up the elevator, go up to the elevator, um, go up the elevator, walk in and it's like, it looks like freaking cactus club inside there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> and so like, he's got a party going on. I look to my left and there's Mr. SRK standing there. And uh, I was like, holy shit, there he is. Mika goes, takes me over, introduces us. We shoot the shit for a couple of seconds. Takes me to the bar, had a couple of drinks, talked to him for a bit. Told him I'm from Vancouver. Told me he loves Vancouver, and that was it for that. So uh, we stood there, we had a few drinks, and then uh, I went and had some food. And then I was like, uh, I gotta go use the washroom. And so I went to uh, use Shahrukh Khan's washroom, and I did. Uh, 
<laughs> Let's say I dropped number two at uh, Shah Rukh Khan's washroom. So uh, you could say that um, I left my mark at Shah Rukh Khan's house. That's how you do it, folks. There you go. That's Mumbai. awesome, man. I went to Shah Rukh Khan's house and I left some uh, <laughs> presents for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. So yeah, that was my uh, Mumbai cheap one right there. That's a you. full cheap one, bro. Yeah. That's a full cheap one. Um, let's talk about one of your babies, man. Let's talk about IMM. I am M. Uh first of all, rest in peace Deep Cold. I know it's been a year now. Yeah, I can't believe how like I said we were just saying how much time flies. Yeah, he's gone and uh, you know um Deep was a very 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 big part of I am M and a big part of a lot of success that was coming <clears throat> with I am M. Um he had introduced us to a lot of people at the same time we done a lot of music. Um the last few songs that we did were the ones with Mika on his on his movie. and um it was uh it was amazing cuz he was like you know he's been around for so long but like i think at that point right there was about the time where he was about to blow right up um all, everything was lined up in front of him and everything yeah. was about to take off and then you know for some weird reason god decided that hey you know you were going to take you we got to take you with him yeah man right? that guy that guy had mad skills i i played one of i played the three things record um on the last week show oh right on yeah uh, you know out of respect oh I appreciate and that and he, he just he dude he just laced that like Like he, he, you know, he's a pioneer. You know, he's yeah, one of the main know. pioneers of this hip hop, right? You know, yeah. you, got, you got like Bohemia, but you know, Deep Cold when he had passed away, like we never really realized how many people actually knew Deep and how respected when yeah. everybody around the world, from you know guys like Jazzy B, like I said, the Bohemia, you know, Honey, yeah, um, you know, were showing love, like you know, to Deep, and it was amazing to see how many people knew him and respected him and loved his music. Yeah, got major impact, and, uh, man. Yeah, he had a huge impact, and. Uh, I'm, I was blessed to be one of his good friends and he was one of my good friends and he was basically like a older brother to me he gave me such yep. great guidance and uh we had we have so much music that is unreleased yet and I I can't wait to actually put it out there cuz it's some crazy stuff man so speaking of IMM so what so now what's 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 IMM now? Like what what's your guys is like what's your plan? Are you guys cuz I know we talked about you going into more of hip hop stuff too mm-hmm. cuz that's your you know that's a one of your first loves as well. Yeah. So how how you guys IMM started off as a brand. It was an international DC label is how we started off and what happened was is um Tef, um Sunny Brown and Deep they had three sings and then they had myself as a pro- as a producer. And um Tef went off to and they had one off to India. Sorry, the three of them and uh, that was Honey, and they started working on another project with Honey, which was entitled uh, IMM, right? And uh, you know that was um, kind of what they started off with. And Tef decided that hey, if, you know what? You got intense over here. We got more talent all over the place. You know, we were hanging out with a few other guys like HMD and Battlecat and these guys, and we decided to you not know, forget it. IMM is going to be our organization. We decided to grab guys from all over the place. We had, um, you know, we had like Desi Hustlers in Delhi. We had Kamla Punjabi in Deep in Houston. Then we had Sunny Brown. Then we got the Dip Hop crew. We had HMD, Battle Cat. We just formed all these guys, put them together, and we came up with IMM. Yeah. Before you knew, we had like seventeen guys on the company together. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience to have everybody together, and uh, we did a lot of music together, and. Um, with that we came up with the IMM album. Yep. And that was going to be kind of the forefront to launch us and it, we put it out it did fairly decent, you know, um got a good response. Like I said we got the track uh, in the club put in a movie which you know never thought I'd make it to Bollywood but I did. So Yeah. No, I mean how many people can say that, right? Exactly, 100%. So um 
Yeah, that's how kind of IMM started. Now, IMM now, what's happening with IMM is that we now, everybody's kind of focusing on themselves and doing their solo projects. So we got like,、um, I know HMD is working on his Nasha Detox. I know that's almost done. Sounding not too bad at all. You know, bring, trying to bring Yeah,、that. but man, is it going to be a detox? You know what I mean? Like, that's just a curse <laughs> word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is it ever gonna come out? Is it ever gonna come out? No, no, there's no absolute no hate for HMD. I, I, you know, the guy, the guy's got skills. I'm just saying, detox, that name is cursed. It's cursed, man. (laughs) It's no, but I've I've heard some of the stuff, man, and it's sounding pretty tight, man. I can't complain. HMD is one of the first guys I listened to. He really inspired a lot. Oh, yeah, his mixes were unreal. You couldn't, I remember hearing Nasha 2000, totally Dali 2012. Man, that shit changed my life. I think it was a. Yeah. Some of the influences in my life were、uh, Cosby because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's good. And anyway, so yeah, he's working on his stuff.、Um, I got the Three Sings album in the works right now. That's almost done. Sweet. I'm、right? looking that, forward to yeah, that. That's going to be something nice.、Uh, there's a lot, of,、uh, a lot of interesting features on there as well.、Um, working on、uh, Tef's projects. Sonny Brown, I got a solo project with him. Um, and then the rest is a bunch of singles. I got Joop's album I'm working on right now. I got GS's album. GS Handle Project's almost done.、Uh, we're going to be shooting videos in the next couple weeks. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be coming out very soon. And then I got a couple other projects in the works, but、uh, you know, you'll hear about those in yeah, the no, near future. Yeah, no, it's all good, right?、Um, obviously, with any, you know, with any successful business, with any successful brand, there's always deception in the camp. Now, I don't know if you want to you know, go into details with it, but I know, I know, that, I know that shit hurt. Yeah, you know.、Um, um, maybe just some, I mean, again, you don't, we don't need to drop names or whatever. Yeah, I won't, I won't say too much about names, but、uh, you know, there's, there's obviously certain individuals that I worked with,、um, you know, that I developed. You would never even know who the hell they were. If it wasn't for me, and、um, those guys now they took off on me. And you know, I, I'm gonna give a piece of advice to some people here. You know, at the end of the day, producer to singer, you know, respect your producer, producer respects the singer. You gotta have that mutual respect, otherwise, nothing will ever work, right? Yep, for sure. And、um, don't ever think that you're bigger than what you are because you aren't at the end of the day, you know. Yeah.、Um, You, know, you might make a good song in a studio, it might sound like a bit the biggest hit, but until you put it out, how can you say you're the biggest star? Yeah, no, for sure. And singing a record is the easy part. Yeah. You know? Putting it out there and getting it out there on a large scale is the hard part. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I say I gave,、uh, I gave somebody an opportunity to get there and I took him out to India and did things for him. But you know what? It is what it is, right? So. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, I know it sucks, right? It's、yeah. just, the reason why I bring it up is because my biggest problem, and it's going to go to my next thing,、yeah. is, you know, we're going to talk about the industry, and I find it's fake. Like, I find, and I, I say this every week, and I said this, you know, in my last interviews, like,、mm-hmm. I find that, especially with Apre, like,、mm. it's like, oh, don't worry, man, like, it's all good. Sing a song and you'll be a star, that sort of mentality.、Yeah. But people don't understand that this is 10 years in the making, 12 years in the making for you. Like, you started at 14. And your real success is what, 21, 22? Yeah, I would、23? say I, start, I started picking. I, I actually, no, say, I won't say my real success started coming until I was about 23, 24. There you go. So, you know, yeah.、Um, my, you know, I actually I had good success with、um, I started off, you know, I started doing my remixes and stuff. And、yeah. then I, when I started doing my production, I kind of vanished off. I kind of vanished for a bit and、uh, started trying to perfect my style. Yep. And、um, then, you know, because of that, I think a lot of people. 
I started losing a lot of my fan base. I, right. I felt okay. like, I felt like, right. And so I kind of felt like I had to start from the bottom. But as soon as I dropped my more than just a DJ, which was my first project, it was like everybody just jumped right back. Oh, yeah. Right? That's what it was, right? Everybody was missing the intense name and came back. That too, but plus you, you backed it up with a good product, right? 100%. At the end of the day. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's a lot to lose there, personally. Oh, so, like, we, I'll be honest with you, you're our boy, man. So we kind of graded you on a different pedestal, right? Yeah. With respect. No, but you guys we, should at the end yeah. of the day, right? Um, I I don't expect every single person to say that, hey, man, fucking awesome. Best, best thing you ever heard in our life. Best thing. And you know what? Yeah. I, I actually expect more hate. Cause and I just have oh, you got a lot of hate, bro. Yeah, I expect more hate than anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did, man. At the end of the day, what are you supposed to do, though, right? You know, you could take that hate and channel it into a positive energy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, fucking, you can sit there and bitch and cry for the rest of your life, or you can go and do something about it, right? Yeah, and you did, and that and that's the point I'm trying to make is like a lot of these guys, you know, like a lot of people, are like, well, this guy sang one song and he's out of the industry. Yeah. It's because he couldn't take the pains. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to. You gotta, you gotta run through the garbage. Oh, you can't I'm, walk around it. You can't no. jump over it. You know you what I mean? You gotta pay your dues. Garbage, yeah. And you know, I ran. I'm still running through garbage. I yeah, run through garbage on a regular basis, right? Yeah, of course you do, man. <laughs> and um, but like you know, talking about our industry here locally. Yeah, in let's Vancouver, talk about it. You know, what's your take on it? Locally, Vancouver here, like I see things changing now. Um, I would say during my prime prime time of myself here in my generation, it was a fucking shitstorm. It was complete crap. Yeah, you know, I, I'm um, not gonna lie. I think I'll say before my generation, there was you know when you guys were in it, you guys used to have the fucking you know, you know baji guys and stuff like that. You guys have all the um, I remember like Monster Bash yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember used to go into those when I was like 15, 16. Yeah. When I, was, I don't think I was supposed to. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it would be like thousands of people. It'd yeah. be packed South Hall and stuff like that. That was cool. And then you know. As soon as my generation started getting to people, the hate started developing on such a large scale. And um, nobody would go to events. I remember being DJing events with like 20, 30 people there. And it's like, it was depressing, right? And it, it derailed you to do anything. And hence the reason why I, you know, don't do very many events here is because of that one reason. Yeah, fair enough. What well, I'm noticing, what I'm no- yeah, 100%. Right but what I'm noticing now, though, um, is a little bit change in the industry. Like, I've been to a few events in the past uh, few weeks. And like, I went to uh, that Bombay Bliss. So it was, uh, and that like, no, it was packed and I went to um, Taza Beats a few weeks ago so once again it was a great turnout yeah. and I'm, I was, I'm happy that it's trying to turn around um, on a musical aspect though out here I think people still need to step their game up a little bit but I think yeah. a few guys are starting to step their game up and it's nice to see that um, and yeah that's what that's what I think of the industry right now otherwise I still think the industry is still full of shit yeah, I do. I agree with you there, but I, I mean, but in terms of like, because you, because because here's the thing: you've seen India, you've been to Bollywood. That's, yeah, that, that's. I mean, we grade everything to that. I mean, is there is there something that you could recommend that be like a you know ten percent gain or something? Support, just you support. Know, for the, so, okay, so, like because my next you know support. So like you know advice to people sorry to cut you sorry to cut you no no it's okay I, I agree with you support definitely but is there you know because here's the problem and I I don't want to sound discouraging to people yeah. that want to come up in the game mm-hmm. I think we need we need new talent yeah. we need different talent of course you know like we, we don't need the dinger knock knocks I you know what I mean that's a separate there, issue there, there's tons you know, of those yeah like, right what what's, what do you say to like for example you know DJ XYZ comes up to you says hey man I want to get in the game what do you recommend. Because they're listening to you right now, man. There's, uh, you know, I, I've seen there's a, there's about two different kinds of uh, DJs. There's the guys that do it for a hobby and there's the guys that want to go hard, right? And, uh, sorry, not just DJs, but music producers, yeah, whatever, sure, right? Yeah, And um, I don't, like, and no offense to anybody, I don't really care for the person that does it as a hobby. 
at the end of the day you know it's a hobby it's a hobby cool right whatever yep right but at the end of the day what are you doing to make us any make anything better here right yeah you, adding you, to the culture exactly what are you yeah. adding to the culture you got the guys that are doing that for the hobby the ones that bitch and complain all the time saying that yep. hey fucking this guy's not doing this this guy's not doing well what the fuck are you doing yeah fair enough yeah, I right? agree you understand and the guys that are really working at it they see the big they see the picture and they understand the struggle they see how hard it is right and it's like you know it's not easy to go out the first things first you know just to be a DJ to go out there and have you know even whether it be a hundred people a thousand people whereas to go and please a crowd right we have probably the worst fucking crowd in the world out oh here. dude man <laughs> I'm glad you said it we do that's why I don't DJ anymore yeah I, I you know yeah. we got you having to go deal with so and so kind of Baji play this song Baji yeah. play this song Baji play that song and blah blah yeah. blah fuck I hate we all hate that shit it is what it is it is a part of what it is out here yeah. though right yeah and um but anyways my advice to the guys here from D- for the guys that are trying to come up work hard work hard on your art um, develop your style you know it's, you always have your influence just don't be a copycat um, what I've been seeing from a lot of guys is a lot of DJs will go and they'll watch a DJ from behind and see what that guy's doing and it's cool to take a little influence right yeah of course but man. you can't be just copying what this guy's doing A to yeah. Z right come up with your own style develop yourself build yourself a brand and come out with some cool shit man otherwise you ain't gonna get nowhere no it's true and especially in today's day and age like you hit the nail on the head I think branding is really important big like, time you know what if you people ask like I had this conversation with other DJs like you know why do all these DJs back east get all this recognition branding. you know why it's branding in a website how many DJs here in Vancouver a website I can't count anybody um, maybe two or three if that you know I think that's about it yeah. you know you look at guys like I'll give you an example you look at a guy like uh, DJ KSR for killing example, it man right? he, and, a, and the reason why he's killing because he's branded himself right yeah. he started doing those mixtapes and I, you know I know I've heard a lot of these guys locally that are doing the same thing but why aren't they getting out there because they ain't branding themselves right he's put out the, he put it, he's got a shuckle out there he's got his yeah. logo he's got his website he's going all around the world he's pushing himself at all times yeah. that's, the, that's the reason why he is where he is right yeah it comes down to professionalism right like professionalism. you look at like he's probably spent like 500 bucks to get his pics taken at the same time Whereas, yeah quality you know, you know? that's the thing is quality right, right? I, I, you know you know we have the talent here it's we just, have so much time. Visible. We have, you know, so to West say that amount, weed, the amount bro. of amount of apne we have <laughs> over here, I'm fucking disgusted that we don't aren't number one in the freaking world for what we do, right? It's the weed, bro. Everyone's yeah. just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you can't blame that shit, bro. That's Sorry, just, that's, that's just what keeps us sane. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I, Stay in school. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> no, but I, you know what? I, I the reason why I, you know, having you on this show is really important because, you know, people can hate all they want and they're going to. They're gonna listen to this. Cool. Who the fuck does he think he is? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the message here is the guy worked his ass off. Like, there's songs that he's done three years ago that still aren't out. Nope. And you know, it's it. Like I said, it's hard work. You know, I, I'm the. I think I'm the only person out here. Well, besides maybe Sanj, but you know, the like Sanj isn't really from here. Well, he's back here now. Oh, he's back. Yeah. yeah so. Well, anyways, I think I'm the only guy out here that can state that. Hey, I fucking went to Bollywood. I'm done Bollywood. I can go and call any fucking goddamn celebrity I really want and be yeah. like, Hey, this is who I am. I need to get this done. I have that ability to do that. And then why? Because I fucking worked hard for it. Yeah, hundred percent. It didn't. And it didn't happen overnight. No, I'm. I'm not a rich kid. My fucking family ain't rich. Right. Yeah. I just work my ass off with whatever yeah. I could possibly made out of my pockets and whatever my parents could help me with to help me with and I just work my ass off man yeah. hard work if you don't work hard you ain't gonna get shit are your family proud of you? my family is you know my biggest I love your dad big, my, my dad is my biggest supporter right? yeah. 
you know sometimes like do get a little bit annoyed of it and but you know at the end of the day <laughs> i'd rather him be like that than be uh you know hating yeah. he's my biggest supporter anywhere he goes he always just fucking yeah he just blows my freaking shit up he's my he's my number one marketing yeah, your dad's the man man i love your dad he's wicked he shows, he shows a lot of love yeah no that's and, cool man um, yeah it's a it's cool man to have that support and I wish that everybody else could have that support too here. And if everybody could support each other here, we would have a much better industry. But it's I see that it is getting better though. It is on the gig side. I think on the radio side, the support isn't there. Oh, radio side, uh, definitely not. I, I don't think so. Like, there's no hate on anybody. Well, no, like, actually, I can't say that for myself. At the end of the day, all the radios play my shit. And, yeah. you know, let me get into that actually for a second. There was, you know, a couple of guys out here that complained and bitch about fucking radios not playing their stuff. Make a good product. Yeah. You know, it's easy to fucking make, you know, it's easy for people to start crying that why aren't they playing your fucking stuff? Make something good. Make a good product. Make something that everybody's going to listen to. If somebody's not going to want to listen to your stuff, well, then what do you? What makes you think the radio's going to play it? Yeah, I, I agree to a certain point. But the problem is where I, where I have the argument is, mm. you know, the person on the other end, what's their definition of good? Right? Because here's the thing. The stuff that majority of the time gets played mm-hmm. is straight folk. That's Can true. we agree? That's true. 80-70%. So in some sense. In some sense, right? Like, so when someone like whoever, mm-hmm. like, let's take, you know, let's take someone like Hark. Yep. Right? Great producer. Do you agree? Fucking he's, he's a, insane. He, 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 if anybody's gonna right? come up next, man, it's gonna be Hark, yeah. man. That so, kid's gonna fucking blow up. I don't think he gets enough play on radio just because of the type of music he does. Well, I think at the you, same time... You see time, what I'm saying? I, I, I blast 100%. I think... I um, stuff. I think, but the thing with like a guy like Hark, it's the same thing. He's young and he's coming yeah. up right now, right? Yeah. And it's just pushing your brand, right? And yeah. I think now, you know, it's one thing to make the music, like we said it, but it's another thing trying to release the stuff, yeah. right? And um, Hark's a good friend of mine. You know, he's actually helped me with a lot of stuff. You know, he actually he actually did work on Single So Stylish with me, if nobody really knows that. But, um, oh, cool, man. Yeah, he did some That's work good, with Single So Everyone's got a good camp, man. You can't and, do it um, Yeah, so. we work together and he's a good kid and I see him blowing up very soon. But, um, you know, I agree with that. I think it's just a matter of pushing himself a little bit more yeah. and getting stuff played on radios and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, like, for what my situation was, I was at a point where I felt like nobody really supported me here and I just gave nobody a, really a choice but having to play my music, right? Yeah. No, I totally and, understand. Um, but your stuff... To, to say it's just folk, though, like... Um, I just you know, it's funny I just got my soul can report back and majority of the track that was being, the one, number one track that was being played was in the club by Itka okay. that's not even a folk track at all that's not yeah. even Punjabi yeah you know what I mean yeah. and that was getting that's one of the number one tracks that was getting blasted end of the day have a good product you have a good product yeah. it's gonna get supported yeah no 100% hopefully man. 100% there you go guys there's a message have a good product get off your lazy ass and do something yeah don't you bitch know? and complain and another thing you got music sitting around you're never gonna know if it's good or not unless you put it out so put, yeah. put the shit out whether it's free whatever is put it out there you can't fucking sit there and think you're mr superstar if you don't release it no 100 percent, bro you know what i really appreciate you coming out man I, uh, this is appreciate you having me man. yeah man long time coming dude i really it appreciate has been, it. it has been um so we're gonna we're gonna take this out with uh one of my favorite tracks on the album hakarde from the album uh this is i am a i'm a baby dj intense man where can they get a hold of you you can find me on facebook you can find me on uh facebook with that's DJ Intense, you can search DJ Intense. Uh, Intense Music Group, IMG is my new little establishment I have going on right now. Um, working with my own artists and stuff like that, developing my own brand. IMM is my is my family. IMG is my baby. So awesome, man. Yeah, find me IMG Facebook, Twitter at This Is Intense with IZ. This IZ Intense. Yeah, I'll, Instagram Intense. I'll have all the links up. Yeah, there you'll see. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see it on the. Cool, page man. Here, really so. appreciate it, bro. Thanks, Thanks for having me, man. All right, take care, bro.
आज तक करे ना तू मेरा एतबार ਰਿੰਗ 
locked into this beast. This is This It Beats and Dr. Reminis is in the house and I'm here to check your ass. That's right. But before we get into that, I just want to apologize for the beginning of the show, all the pops and clicks and stuff. Um, it was just a bad cable on my mic. I I sincerely apologize for that. I know it came through, um, so I'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again. But yes, Dr. Reminis is in the house. Uh, great question this week. Uh, this is an email I got from uh, DJ Tantra. He says, I love the show. Thank you very much, Vire. And he also says, he, uh, you know, I saw the interview last week with uh, DJ Aftershock. I checked out his video. Loved the song. Um, do you think uh, it's, uh, do you think it's, um, oh, sorry. Do you think it's critical that you shoot a video for your singles or when you're producing a song? Um, great question. <clears throat> I think now more than ever, video is absolutely critical. Um, the problem is, is you'll probably never make anything out. Well, I shouldn't say that actually. Um, the world, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. The video is critical because the world has gone to a visual stage. What do I mean by that? If you look at all the stats, they're saying 60 to 70% of all internet traffic is going to, you know, sites like YouTube. Um, there's a reason why Apple and Pinterest are, you know, sleeping together to make a visual, you know, a visual based search. Like if you go to Google and you do a search, it is predominantly text based. The world is going to a visual base. So I think now more than ever, uh, videos critical to your operation and it should be something that should be, it should be something that you should take seriously. Um, it wasn't probably like that in the last five years. I totally agree. Uh, videos, you know, I think a lot of people put it up just for the sake of having a video so you can get up on sites like, um, you know, Bridasia or whatever, MTV India, whatever, maybe PTC, etc. But now, I mean, I think now it's more more critical than ever because everyone's going to kind of like a, a, a visual sort of stage in terms of what they're looking for. Um, I know I am. I prefer to look at visuals than I do looking at text-based stuff. So when I do research on on anything, the first place I go to is YouTube. So, and then I'll look at the other links afterwards. So I think video, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, the way you look at it, it's absolutely critical. It's really important. And I think there's going to be a, um, a shift you'll see towards more video-based sort of stuff. Um... You know, I think it's good. It forces you to be, you know, creative. You know, if you can figure out a video portion and kind of engaging your, um, you know, your market or your or your fans, or find a way to, you know, have that personal touch with the fan base. I mean, I I, I, I can see instant success, right? And that's the key. Um, now, what types of video you should do? That's a totally different topic. You know, we can we can talk all day about you know how some of these videos are such bakwas, especially in the Pangara scene. You know, they got nothing to do with what the song is doing. That, that's a separate issue. Um, I think now more than ever for artists to be successful, they do need a um, you know that visual sort of tool in their belt. It's absolutely critical, I think, and it's gonna get to the point where you know it's almost gonna be a requirement. Um, Facebook has now started, you know, to allow you to add videos. Um, they started adding uh, ads on their videos, so it's just a matter of time before, 
you know content creators can you know make a revenue off that and coming back to revenue you know if you put up a good video and you're getting like you know hundred thousand two hundred thousand hits that's money in your pocket um, you know there's no I don't see why you couldn't recover some of that cost if you have a decent product just on your video part you know if you're spending two three four five thousand dollars on a video over time I don't see why you couldn't make a return on that profit obviously the key is to get gigs out of it you know the keys to pack stadiums or merchandising whatever it may be but um, <coughs> excuse me I think the video part is absolutely critical to the operation and you should seriously seriously look at it great question man this week um, Again, if you got more questions, please email me, imdgreminisce at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, which is uh, Desi Beats FM. Um, just do a search for that. I'm on YouTube. And, I, you know, my YouTube URLs change, by the way. It's youtube.com slash djreminisce. So it's not, you know, I was actually telling you the wrong URL before, so I'm, I'm really sorry. It's uh, YouTube. Uh, com slash DJ Reminisce. I, I'm sorry, man. I had a lot of emails saying, you know, you're saying a lot of bullshit <laughs> and the wrong stuff on uh, on the podcast. So, again, I apologize, uh, apologize for that. Once again, it's www.youtube.com slash DJ Reminisce. That is the YouTube page, uh, Facebook. I got the email. And, of course, the website where everything, you can get all the information, all the links, everything is www.djreminisce.com. Uh, let's get into the old school record of the week. Um, this one is one of my all-time favorite Jazzy B tracks. I actually worked on this record in the studio when he recorded this in Vancouver. Yes, believe it or not, I did work on this record. Uh, most of the album was mixed in the studio. We recorded most of it there. That's when Shinda Nama Nama Asi Shikshinda Shinda to Vancouver. Um, again, this is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I love, I love this song, man. This is Jazzy B. Uh, now going right here on this, it beats old school record of the week.
Give us a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Hello, phone is not
are locked into this beast. Welcome back to the show. This is Dissy Beats with yours truly, DJ Reminis. I got, a, I got a funny story actually. I had um, a listener uh, message me. Um, I, sorry, I can't remember the name because this happened uh, a couple of days ago. I should have dug it up actually, but um, I, I didn't think of it at the time until uh, Intense came over yesterday and um, uh, messaged me for basically sent me a link of a song that I sang, oh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. The track was called Forto. And there's a video for it on YouTube on one of my pages. And basically the emo's like, is this you? I found this. The song is, you know, I like the song and blah, blah. I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is in my, one of, in my previous life, I, I, I did try to sing. I did. Now, just to kind of give you a history, uh, my forte is engineering in other words, like being behind the board and mixing records. That's what I really enjoy doing. Um, that's my forte, and I absolutely love that. You know, trying to trying to polish a sound. That's my forte. Um, now, I've wanted to sing just because, you know, just something I wanted to learn. I mean, I got ADD. I got to learn something new every 60, 90 days. So I want to learn how to sing. Um, I started taking classical uh lessons with um a friend of mine who's known as Pamma canadian who in my opinion is one of the best singers that is in the lower mainland but hasn't you know reached a big scale per se you know like her pajan man or whatever <clears throat> i mean this guy this guy shits on everybody no lie um so i i learned with him for a few years and then just kind of kept going and going and then one time i was just in the studio and and i was doing um i can't remember who was it i think it was jesse Jaspal's couple of records were just you know tracking stuff again this is going way back and actually Romy gill um you know rest in peace Romy gill he was the one who encouraged me that you know you should start singing you know he goes obviously yeah it's gonna be you know a challenge for you being canadian born because there's just certain words that you know i won't be able to say and to be honest i never really practiced uh, my Punjabi per se I didn't really care either so I sang the song and um, you know you know you know, you know I, got, I got hate for it I'm not gonna lie because the problem is as soon as you open your mouth you know that sing a Punjabi song you're already you kind of you know compared to the greats like you know you did this wrong or you did that wrong or you can say this or you can say that but I, I didn't let that bother me I mean, why did I stop uh, to be honest I just um you know, it was a fear of being on stage. That was the one thing, believe it or not. I mean, I talked about this, I think, on last week's show. And I just, it just wasn't my thing. I, you know, I, I didn't really, I'd rather DJ or I'd rather be behind the boards. And you can't do everything. I mean, I enjoyed the time that I had, you know, me and um, my partner at the time, Hussein. Um, we're, you know, we're known as A-Slam and, you know, we toured around, you know, North America, went to Singapore, Thailand, we did some shows in the UK, so we had a pretty good run. I mean, based out of the Canadian bands, I don't think, you know, at that time there's really nobody else touring besides, I think, Culture Shock and maybe the Bills. <clears throat> Excuse me, so really enjoyed that uh, that period there. I know, I you know, we still do stuff, like, I you know, I, I sing in the studio, uh, not very much. I know we got a new, uh, a new record coming out, which should be out uh, any day, really. I, I don't really, you know... I'm not part involved in the uh, 
the releases and stuff because I'm just you know busy doing other stuff. Um, but uh, I found a song, uh, one of the first songs I ever sang. And to be honest, this was one song that every time I played, a lot of people wanted it. And I just, I, uh, to be honest, I don't know what happened. So here's a here's a here's an exclusive of one of the first songs I ever sang. Honestly, this is one of the first records I ever sang. Um, again. You can say whatever you want about the voice. The first time I ever stepped in the studio, I was nervous as hell. And at that time, auto-tune was, you know, used as an effect. It wasn't played out. So you can, you can, you're going to hear the auto-tune on the vocals. Again, it wasn't, you know, because I couldn't sing. It's just at the time, it was just a cool thing to have. And it was brand new at the time. I think it's like probably 10 years old, this record. The track's called Giovanni. Um, I sang in my studio way back. I mixed it, did all the music, did all the beats, and um, the track is written by a friend of mine, Billa Upal, who's a, Billa Upal, who's still a friend of mine. Uh, he's a hot rod guy, um, you know. He's my painter as well. So if you need painting done, this is the guy you want to know. Uh, yeah, hope you guys like it. Uh, if you guys like it, let me know. Message me. I am DJ Reminis at gmail.com. I'll put it up on my SoundCloud page for free. Um, I don't mind, you know. Uh, I, I think it's me personally. I think it's one of my favorite songs that I ever did for myself. It's a nice kind of mellow ballad, very R&B-ish. It's the sound I liked. Uh, let me know what you guys think. So this is a world old school exclusive uh, track sung by me, uh, beats done by me, written by Bilopo, the track's called Giovanni. Hope you guys enjoy it.
That's it folks, the show has come to an end. I hope you uh, enjoyed this week's show. Uh, make sure you tune in next week where well, I'll have uh, more great music, uh, probably some more interviews and stuff. Hit me up if you have any questions or concerns. I am DJ Reminis at gmail.com. The social media links are all in the podcast. They're all in the, the information. www.djreminis.com 
Uh, I'm on Facebook and please do me a huge huge favor if you go to YouTube and like my video share the videos and subscribe to my channels because when I get to a certain point with like over a thousand subscribers it unlocks a whole bunch of features and I can bring some sick content for you guys so peace out I'll see you all next week you are now in the mix with your number one DJ DJ reminisce Yeah, 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 yeah